The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from the ninth circle of heck, that's the cold one, it's Geek Show <laughs> Podcast. Reporting for CNN, the Coruscant News Network, I'm Nasdra McGrody reporting from the outer rim of Tatooine. Local legitimate businessman Ponda Baba's lawsuit against local celebrity Ben Kenobi concluded today after Baba's testimony. The plaintiff alleged, quote, Since the incident in the cantina, I can no longer find my land speeder. I get lost in the spaceport, and I can no longer enjoy tasting Carillion wine. These celebrity, celebrity Jedi must not be allowed to get away with these kinds of attacks. One day they're cutting off your arm in a bar, the next they're kidnapping younglings and hiding them in a secret temple somewhere. After the judge quieted the courtroom, he awarded Kenobi one Imperial credit. For the Coruscant News Network, I'm Mazda Negroni reporting on this episode of Geek Show. Oh, hey. hi. I want Mazda Negroni to be my NPR name. <laughs> Isn't that okay? So you got a car and a drink, and you just, bloop, just put those names together. Star, Star Wars. Yeah, Star I, Wars. I'll have you know I researched that. Nazda Negroni is a news reporter. In oh, oh, you said the Nazda. Star Wars. Okay. Nazda. Sorry, no, not Mazda. Oh, I heard yeah. Mazda Negroni. Yeah. I may have, I may have said that. I don't know. <laughs> Point is, he's a real character. He's a real guy. Anyway. Hi, everyone. Uh, oh, look, it's Rebecca Frost. I look like a ghost. <laughs> oh, look, it's Lee George Cade. I look like a tan ghost. <laughs> oh, look, it's Quad T, too tall I, Tony. I look like a ginger who's been exercising. <laughs> Not because of the muscles, just because my face is so red. All I did so was his vacuum. Face, so his face just oh. be like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that your post-vacuum face? Is it's that post, what that is? Yeah, my post-vac face. All right. Uh, oh, Jan. it's also Carrie Jackson. That's oh, right. Oh, hi. Uh, Monday right through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Uh, Jay Whitaker is on assignment, but guess what, kids? What? Two things. First of all, watch his stand-up uh, special. I Jay, did. Jay Whitaker. It's Unprecedented is the name of it. That's how you find it on YouTube. Just search mm-hmm. Jay Whitaker mm-hmm. Unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Came out and, today. I go ahead and watch it and enjoy. Uh, not like a subscri- joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not an April Fool's joke. It did come out today. We yes. came out last night at 10 o'clock. If you're gonna yeah. Also know that Jay zones. will be joining us next week. And you're saying, how can he do that? Because next week is Saturday matinee. He's coming to town for Saturday matinee. In person. In person. (laughs) Jay Whitaker will be joining us at uh, Brewies. It's a Saturday matinee. The door's at 1130. We'll do a podcast at noon. And shortly after that, Con Air is the movie. You guys voted and you picked Con Air over Face Off. I wanted Face Off, but... Anyway, it's a pay what you want is how you do it. So, uh, yeah, I know. I know Egfu. He said he was going to surprise us, but we decided that people want to know that Jay is coming. Yes. So We're just so way. excited and we cannot hide it. Exactly. I'm All just right. happy the podcast is going to smell really good, at least for oh a change. Oh, my God. And yes. be buff. <laughs> I know. He's going to really round us out. Well, oh, no, there's God. still a lot of not buff on the panel. Mm, I'm afraid I'm part well, of it. Yeah, right here. Jay's got a Me lot too. of heavy lifting to do for the yep. rest of us. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get to it then, shall we? Lots of Marvel news this week. Uh, first of Not all, so. I know. First of all, uh, when I, when I first watched uh, Succession, and I saw this character, and he was my favorite character on the show, I said to myself, "I want that guy in a Marvel movie." And I wanted him to be Doctor Doom, but that's not going to happen. He's oh, he's going he to be, be but he is going Doctor to be Doom. joining Deadpool three. Matthew McFadden is yeah. the actor's name. Uh, he plays Tom on Succession and uh, is is my favorite character on the show. He's awesome. So I, I ain't never seen a Succession. <gasps> I would like to. Oh, guys, do not. You guys cannot no. react this way when I say I haven't uh-uh. seen something. Oh no, we doing a you lot. know what? You'll hate it. You won't like it. I mean, no, it's, but here, it's but drama now... <laughs> and backstabbing and oh, political so, stuff. So good. And people being lousy to each other. All the things you hate. 
all the things I hate. Um, but no, Matthew McFadden first won me over in 2005 with a little movie called Pride and Prejudice. Miss yeah. Lee, I don't know if you have the clip of him helping Kara Knightley. Oh, well. But him yeah. helping Kara Knightley into the carriage, and then he walks away and he does the hand thing. And yeah. if you reference the hand thing to anyone who loves 2005 Fright and Prejudice, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's only uh, three seasons, so uh, you'd be fine. Yeah, I, well, I know. Since start. they... Yeah, since they announced that this was going to be the last season, I was like, oh, I guess I can watch it now. Yeah. It's a great show. Uh, but, he's he's married to one of the most awful people in the world on that oh show. Oh, my goodness. I love it so much. It's, <laughs> we're we're watching oh, it. So this first season, watching watching the evolution of Tom from what he was to yeah. what he is. It's a great, it's a great show. He's go, His role is unknown, but the uh, feature was searching for a character described as being a third wheel to Deadpool and Wolverine. And if you're a comic book reader, the name Hydra Bob immediately pops up. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a really good okay. Hydra Bob. He'd okay. also be perfect for that. Yeah. So there wow. you go. I love the idea. Anyway, uh, also uh, announced earlier this week, uh, Liv Tyler is returning to Marvel. Yeah. As, as Betty Ross in the uh, new Captain America 4, Captain America New World Order. This is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> It's she will be Betty Ross, the daughter of General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who is now being played by Harrison Ford. Makes you wonder if they're gonna have uh, Betty Ross become Red She Hulk, hmm? and then you get hmm? into your Immortal Hulk, where she becomes Harpy. Oh, oh yeah, don't, don't tease me. Is that me something with a good she time. wants to sign on for though? <laughs> I, well, I get I mean, the yeah, I get the feeling right? this is a this is a one off thing, but yeah, you, know, you never yeah. know. Uh, but well, that also means that. Clearly, we got to have Mark Ruffalo in this movie, right? I would think. I, I would think. hope because I want to see those two together in a scene. Tim Blake Nelson is going to be in it. He's going awesome. to be in, in New World Order as as the, also Tim Roth, uh, the Abomination. I would, I would actually die laughing if Mark Ruffalo never showed up in this. Everyone but <laughs> wasn't him. Everyone but Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> wasn't uh, Tim Blake Nelson the leader? Yeah. He is to yeah. become okay. the leader. Yeah, so, that's where we left him at the end of Incredible Hulk. What, um, what are all these uh, Hulk folk doing in a Captain America movie? But wait, there's more. You uh, got your Hulk, Hulk in my Captain America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Car- Carl Lumley will be back as Isaiah Bradley. Oh, awesome. Cool. Uh, so, I, I mean, there's just a ton of people that's going to be in this. Uh, so uh, looking forward They're to that. May 3rd, 2024. Continuing their tradition of making all the Captain America movies like mostly Avengers movies. Yeah, mini but, Avengers movies. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I like it does. It, it does. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, also, uh, we got more Marvel news. Secret Invasion. Uh, oh, well, there she is. The lovely Amelia Clark. We know about who she's playing and what this show is about. Are you ready? Is she Khaleesi? Yeah. Game of Thrones crossover? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> if you ever wonder what happened to the Skrulls after Nick Fury promised that they would be able to find a new home in Captain Marvel, this is this is what this show is about. Uh, Fury oh. Fury leveraged the skull the Skrulls' shape shifting power to build a network of spies, uh, much like Hydra infiltrated high level political networks in the upcoming uh, Secret Invasion. He discovers that some of them have become angry and frustrated by the wait for a new home and have decided to turn on Fury and the Skrull leader Talos, played by Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Now, one of those radicals is Amelia Clark. Her character is Jia, who is Talos's daughter, swayed by the invasion of extremist leader Gravik, played by Kingsley Ben-Adir. Uh, Jia has decided that her father's leadership is no longer effective, you know, as kids do. Yep. Uh, diplomacy... <laughs> Diplomacy, Gia, and Gravik believe has not worked, so a radical and sometimes a violent action is needed. I'm I'm excited about this. I just hope that by the end of the series, uh, her character gets turned into a cow and is living in a farm. <laughs> That's got to happen. You, you think they're going to do that? Th- That's got to happen. That's, it's, it's a It's a fantastic for very early FF throwback to the first yep. scrolls got uh, tricked into turning into cows and then they were left at a farm. They go back to that farm every once in a while to visit the cows. So it's... it's- <laughs> And it's that's what that was part of the in the Secret Invasion comic. That was part of the reason that the that the Skrulls decided to do this is because some of their people were apparently eaten. 
Oh, no. <laughs> because they were cows. <laughs> the tastiest uh, of beef. Now, we gotta be, now, that was in the comic. I don't think that's in the show, but we'll see. I don't uh, think they're going to do that in the show. Maybe? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that would be the best Yellow Jackets crossover. So why why were they not able to just transform out of being a cow? I think, I think were, didn't, Re- didn't Reed Richards do something I to make Reed them... I think convinced s- them they were cows. Or oh, something. Yeah, some he did something. Oh, some action. Classic Reed Richards. <laughs> Classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> egg, egg, foo, egg Foo just chimed in on the chat that uh, some folks ate those cows and then got powers. I was and, just wondering that. Yeah. I was like, what happens if you yeah. eat alien meat? You become that's powerful? A, that's, a, that's propaganda from Big Meat trying to tell you to <laughs> <laughs> eat more cows. Did you ever You're wish good. that... Did you ever wish that you could have all the powers of the Fantastic Four? Try our new yeah. scroll burger at Wendy's. Scroll. High blood pressure, high cholesterol. Don't even think about that with this it, red yep. meat nonsense. That's right. It was the scroll kill crew. No. Scroll, scroll. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Where's the scroll? <laughs> scroll. The other other green meat. Yes. All right, and then uh, we also got news Throwing about scroll on the body. <laughs> We got news about the Wonder Man TV series. Uh, yeah, so we've got our Simon Williams okay. uh, cast as Wonder Man, and that's a Yahaya Abdul Mateen II. Uh, but they have cast uh, Simon Williams' brother Eric, the Grim Reaper. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, and nice. it's uh, it's Demetrius Gross. He is on uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and uh, uh. good actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's going to be the uh, the Grim Reaper. Now, in the comics, for those who don't know, Eric took the mantle of the Grim Reaper after Simon sacrificed himself to save the Avengers, although Eric blamed the Avengers for Simon's death. That's probably not going to happen in the series, but, you know. So we're talking like the Grim Reaper, not like a, no. a hero or a villain who calls themselves the Grim Reaper. We're talking about hey, he, the embodiment of... No. He just calls. He just calls himself the Grim oh, Reaper. And he, his wow. weapon. His weapon so, is a scythe. So not like the villain from Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which is just the <laughs> physical embodiment yeah. of death. Death is you know? such a good movie. That was a really good movie. So good. I did yeah. enjoy it. Uh, so, also, uh, it yeah, seems so they, unlikely that Baron Zemo. Well, they may bring Baron Zemo in because he's responsible for Wonder Man receiving his powers. That's what I was going to ask. Well, I wonder what version of Wonder Man we're getting because. He uh, later in the like in the late '80s, he was just a being of pure energy, right? So, but before that, he was flesh and blood, wasn't he? He was. He was an actor, and he. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that get his powers. I'm sure the acting thing will come in because Ben Kingsley is is going to be in it as Trevor Slattery. He's in the show. Actor, yep, nice. And uh, we got Dustin uh, Dustin Daniel Cretton, who is directing this. He directed Shang Chi, of course. Cool. And uh, it's written by Hawkeye uh, writer Andrew Guest. So it's probably going to have some comedy in there. How oh, does so. he get his powers? Uh, there's uh, there's a know, couple of different ways. There's a song about it that Tenacious <laughs> D did back when he was Wonder Boy. Uh, yeah. Trying to figure out what the <laughs> secret of his powers. We never figured it out, though. All I'll they be, say is, what are the secret of your powers? I'll be honest yeah. with you. I never followed the Wonder Man stuff I, that didn't, closely. Didn't his body like get used to re- bring vision back? Or did he have Vision's old body? I, it's, this, yeah, I, it's very all convoluted. It's all Tell us in the comments, please. Flam. Remove yeah. us from the suffering. <laughs> we don't know. Egg, I can't remember. Mind Bliss? <laughs> He okay. was one of those characters that just they like we need to do something weird to someone. Pull in Wonder Man. Nobody nobody really he... cares what happens to him. We can make him the guinea pig. <laughs> can he can he shoot mind bullets? Does uh, he tra- have telekinesis, Trevor's... Kyle? That's Tre- telekinesis, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor says it's experiments from his dad. <laughs> oh, that's Not cyborg. That. But that, yeah, that's... cyborg. I, yeah, uh, I thought it was minute. Baron Zemo. Anyway, all right. Is oh, Baron yes. Zemo his daddy? Even egg food, even egg food, didn't follow the Wonder Man stuff. So I okay. don't know. But right. If you really want to tell me, know I got to do my own research. Yep. <laughs> thing with Grim Reaper is he's like a pirate cosplayer wearing purple pajamas and he's got a scythe for a hand. Yeah. Oh, how fun! Yeah. Purple PJs, nice. Purple PJs. Careful going to the bathroom there, Grim. He was a scythe <laughs> hand, Grim Reaper, purple jemmy wearing man. I, Oh, that didn't close. work at all. You, you were you close. Tried. You were, you you were so close. There, yeah. The gears are so bad today up here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody it's gummed a, up the works. Uh, uh, we, also, 
We also got some uh, Fantastic Four movie news. Uh, it uh-huh. got a new writer, uh, Josh Friedman, is his name. <laughs> I mean, cool. <laughs> 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 I have nothing to say. This, this guy, I like how I like his vibe. I'm digging yeah. it. Now, if, uh, if Jeff, I had long curly hair, that'd be me. Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer were the previous writers on the project. Friedman's hire signals a potential change in tone because Kaplan and Springer uh, are known for their comedy scripts, which is what I think that this movie needs to be. But that's me. I think it needs to be like it, you know, it is kind of silly. The concept. It, Right. The concept of the Fantastic Four is kind of funny, and I think you should go with the jokes. But he's known for a lot of serious stuff. He co-wrote War of the Worlds, the Steven Spielberg uh, movie. Okay. Uh, he that was movie also... was so good, though. <laughs> I did like that. Uh, he was also uh, the writer and creator of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. The oh, hey, that TV was series. highly he's underrated hired. show. Yep. He's hired. Yep, that's it. I'm in. Uh, no, yeah. no, don't don't sing his praises yet because he, years later he was uh, brought back to work on Terminator: Dark Fate. I also liked that movie. I'm and, in. <laughs> and he's also a writer for the Avatar franchise. He's one of those. Oh. But, but don't did... they have like 50 writers? <laughs> that's true. Uh, but he is also the show co-creator of Foundation. Oh, it's a great show. show. Really like. good show. Yeah. And also the Snowpiercer TV series. Oh, good I, show. I, I so calm I, down. Yep, I'm All in. I can say about Foundation is like if you really like Foundation and your wife likes to take naps during Foundation, it's the best of both worlds. You get to watch Foundation <laughs> and she gets to take a nap. <laughs> See? I just want to know what this picture's from. It's uh, some sort of carpet event brought to you by fox and cisco brand networking <laughs> so the sarah the sarah connor chronicles could be Must've i guess they were, that was on fox they were a big sponsor that was on fox. Yeah. It was like 15 years ago though what does it? cisco have to do with any of this though I like, um, I, is this I mean, the first the only... time you're actually looking at these backdrops because they've it's advertising city there honey really <laughs> yeah because yeah. yeah. these events are always not... put on by somebody hmm. it's not fox it's follow fox. the money yeah this is box Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Or Ox. Yes, Box, the Box Network is what I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of. Actually, you, know, you, look, you can see in the upper right-hand corner, it's Pox. That's a P they cut off. Yeah. That is a P. Yeah. It Pox. looks like a P. Yeah. It's yeah. the Pox Network. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, let's move on to what? No. It's, yeah, oh, okay. Pox Network. I you had All right. <laughs> let's move on to Star Trek, shall we? Oh, uh, we we have to. You know I don't like Star Trek. I know. Very. You just no, you don't like... To. You don't Anson like the Mount. Star Trek. Tell me you've got a no. picture of Anson Mount. Oh, do you have a picture of Anson Mount for our Rebecca? Do we Doing have a picture of Anson Mount for Rebecca? There we go. Yep. There he is. There's my boy. Uh, new seasons <laughs> of Strange New Worlds and uh, Lower Decks will be arriving soon. Uh, Strange New Worlds, June 15th. Lower Decks, late summer. But, uh, you know, they they haven't even released the second season of Strange New Worlds, and they've approved a third already. Nice. Yeah, it's already going to be good. That's all you need to know. (laughs) And the same with Lower Decks. It has, this new season hasn't been released, and they said we're going to make more of those too, which is, we just totally enjoy. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, Both shows have been renewed for 10 more episodes, guaranteeing the third season for Strange New Worlds, fifth season for Lower Decks. Wow. Uh, then uh, Star Trek Prodigy will return this winter, mm-hmm. a date to be determined for its second season. And as we already know, uh, Discovery's fifth and final season will be premiering in early 2024. But the other Star Trek news that we got this week. Well, there's more? There's I, more. I don't have a picture for this one, Carrie, so you're just going to have to just wing it. Just I, take that's... it back over to Anson Mount for me, please. <laughs> Do that. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Don't be confused with this picture of Anson Mount because it has nothing to do with this story. Starfleet Academy TV series. Okay. After um, more than a year in development, they have greenlit Star Trek Starfleet Academy. And they have released a description of the show. Starfleet Academy will introduce us to a young group of cadets who come together to pursue a common dream of hope and optimism. Under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors, they will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation itself. Come on! What part I'm of so the timeline? Excited. What part of the timeline that is this? We don't know yet. Mm. I'm so excited. I want to see. I want to see the people who try to join Starfleet and just can't cut it because the washout. The washout. I want. 
We're not well, not because like they're incapable. It's because they're jerks, and Starfleet <laughs> tolerates no jerks. Now, now the thing about this Star uh, Fleet Academy show is it's going to be very YA. It's going to be very oh, CW. I, mean, oh. you know, I do the, not the, care. Give me it. The actor. <laughs> Let me see why even more. They they did like a backdoor pilot for a Starfleet Academy show during Next Gen. It's yeah. It's like they've been trying to do some sort of. There was a Starfleet Academy show that was supposed to focus on Kirk and Spock. Yeah, they like, talked about that. There was a series ago. There yeah. was a series of books uh, in yeah. different timelines. Yeah. Well, they had an episode in the last season of Discovery where they take a bunch of uh, recruits out for what should be an easy just. Here's kind of an idea of what a mission's like, and it turns really bad. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we don't know the timeline. We That's all we know about it is that you're going to get it. And Carrie and okay. I most likely wrote a script treatment for it on vacation in 1993. And We did. We did. Somebody, somebody overheard us at the pool at the Radisson. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. Well, that's the thing about good ideas. If you don't act on them, they are going to leave and find a home where somebody will act uh, on them. I, I was just a you know humble ne'er-do-well, and Carrie was a burgeoning radio career ahead of him. Fin- <laughs> Finishers in it. <laughs> who was going to take us seriously? Exactly. But, yeah. Who's going to who's going to believe a radio guy when he says, "I want to write a Star Trek show"? Huh? Right, and that we had a Battle Bridge before Battle Bridges were cool. That's true. <laughs> that sounds like uh, a level for that top game where you. Where you fight the tops, Battle Bridge, Super Smash World. What is that no, game? No, no, no. What was that? What was that game where you spin the tops? I don't know. And they you guys fight are each not other. Oh, that is that is well some today. millennial stuff. That's um. Yeah. Uh, what was that called? I am having Bla- a brain fart. <laughs> it ends with Blade. Oh, Beyblade. Um, Beyblades. Beyblades. Beyblade. Yeah. Okay. Battle Bridge yeah. is a Blade Beyblade uh, arena. I'm so glad oh. I was able to remember your millennial stuff for you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, <laughs> chat. I see that. Uh, uh, you're, you're the best Beyblade thank you uh, Green Boy 28 in the chat room says what about that guy who joins Starfleet Academy but can't get up in time for classes and fails all the tests and washes out that way well he'll become the villain wasn't that the plot of JJ's first Star Trek well uh, kind of I don't think I don't think he's going to be a very big villain if he can't manage to get up yeah, and he, do the he right thing get up at, on time. at the so academy then, what's going to keep him you actually motivate him I'll villain. get you I'll get you Kirk after I take But listen, him. listen, yeah. there's a role for everybody in Starfleet. Starfleet needs night janitors. That's true. Oh, uh, that was that was very Judge Smales of you. The world needs ditch diggers too. Okay. Uh, listen, you okay, listen. I've I've had this hard conversation with myself in the apocalypse. I can't do anything except be a janitor. So I'm resigned to the think fact that have the wor- janitors in the apocalypse Who's going to, okay, if we're on a commune, who's going to be cleaning up after everybody? I'm just thinking, you know, I just I just recently watched, um, you know, a, a whole bunch of post-apocalyptic movies. It's not like there's, like, a janitorial crew following a Morton Joe across the wasteland. Well, no, but, they're not uh, going to show that because that's the boring part, okay? Heroes, <laughs> not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes carry mops. Well, Rebecca it's like, Frost, Poop Smith. Well, it's it's like, no, it's like damage control. I didn't control. choose this life. It's like damage control in the Marvel yeah. comics. Who cleans they, they, up after the fight? Who cleans up? This is yeah. Rebecca Frost, janitor of the apocalypse, and I want to read. I want to read this comic. <laughs> my ancestors were all janitors. Okay, it's in my blood. <laughs> so am I. Oh my god, are janitors? We, are we cousins? Are we related? You might be. Ammonia runs in my blood. I must <laughs> clean that mirror. You know, when you grow Clorox, up, a, the ancient tool of my people. When you grow up in a legacy custodial family, you learn things like don't mix these cleaning compounds. Yeah. You learn that like when you're three. You like, don't okay, want to make here's your chlorine ABCs. gas. Yeah, I no, actually don't learned that these. from King of the Hill. <laughs> That's a very educational program. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, this is uh, very exciting. Uh, Netflix has been threatening us a uh, Scott Pilgrim anime cartoon. For 100,000 years. Us? Uh, yeah, they've been threatening us for quite some time now. <laughs> We're going to uh, give it to you. But they have just announced that I think it's most of the original cast from the movie are oh. going to reprise their roles for the cartoon. Uh, so right. that that means you're Michael Sarah, you're Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you're uh, all of them. Brandon Routh is there. Jason Schwartzman, 
Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza. Wow. Uh, Mark Weber, uh, Ellen Wong, Mae Whitman, all of them apparently are coming back to do the voices. I wonder if this Brandon a... Routh's character got his vegan powers back. Well, if they're <laughs> this is the a, story, um, never lost them. Oh. This is a big year for Brie Larson because she has this. She has the Marvels. She has um, Fast X, and then she has some other movie coming out. Oh, bad news. I just found out Marvel's got pushed to 2025. I swear to God, Lee. Sorry, Sorry, Rebecca. (laughs) Now, I know it's April 1st, but now is not the time. (laughs) For you, I'm in in, in another part of the country. He's uh, in goof mode all the time. (laughs) And one of the other uh, good news stories about this is that the original creator of Scott Pilgrim, Brian Lee O'Malley, is uh, working on the series. Nice. So uh, there you go. If you're a fan of, am I ever Scott Pilgrim? You're gonna. Love I'm that. just happy that I can pull my Ramona Flowers cosplay out of mothballs. I just remember <laughs> when we showed it for Saturday matinee. It was uh, it was well received. There were a lot yeah. of people there who hadn't seen it, and uh, well, it's 13 years old. I know, and it was uh, it was it, it was fascinating to sit and listen to them laugh at all the jokes in all the right places. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, uh, I still think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made, and at least one of be. the most faithful to the source material for sure. Yeah, it could be. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of Saturday matinee, just a reminder again: Con Air on the eighth at Brewies in Salt Lake City. Doors at eleven thirty. Podcast at noon. Oh, there it is, right there below you. Oh. Uh, and uh, Con Air shortly afterward. Pay what you'd like. Uh, this is also the movie we picked for my birthday month. So if you want to bring gifts. I don't have to, but I'm not <laughs> Our gift to you is one Jay Whitaker, who will be joining us live. Yep. So. His presence is my present. Oh. But Rebecca is registered at Bed Bath & Huh? No, so uh, Andrew Keo in the chat last week said, what do we get you? Super Yaki gift cards. He knows <laughs> the way to my heart. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Geek Show got this covered. Uh, .com is our uh, website to our Patreon. Uh, Go there and uh, subscribe. And, of course, uh, here on the YouTubes, like and subscribe as well. Okay, more news. Uh, This is... uh, I'm not sure how to feel about this because I think I'm the only one who's watching this show on on our show. Interview with the Vampire, Season 2. I watched it. What did you think of it? I really liked it. And I, I don't. I haven't read the books or seen the movie. I just uh, I did show. read the books, and they took some of the more kind of atrociously problematic elements out of it, which I mm-hmm. thought was great. And they they did a really good job with the show. Like it's it's very very well done. I just I I just really enjoy it. But season two is getting underway right now. But they're recasting Claudia, the adopted daughter of the vampires. Interesting. Uh, Lewis she was and really Lestat. good. She was really good. Um, yeah. They're they're recasting her. It says that it's just uh, so many. They're not being specific. A variety of reasons is what they're saying. Bailey Bailey Bass Bass hmm. uh, can't return for to the show, and so they're recasting her with this person, uh, Delaney Hales. Uh, I would just she, assume that she was so good that she got a much better deal. So I saw I saw a post from her because I, I don't watch the show, but yeah. I, uh, but the internet thinks I do. And so I saw a post from her that she was like, I'm devastated. There's just a, there's a whole, I can't really go into it, but she is devastated that she can't return. Thank you. She said it was like the role of a lifetime. Oh, she was amazing. She was really good in it. Uh, Yeah. Like I was convinced she was 14 and she wasn't. So, I mean, they're starting production in Prague, uh, like next week. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, this uh, uh, this uh, person will be uh, taking over for her, and, and she does not have a big IMDb. She's only got like four projects. Yeah. But, Go for her, uh, you know. So hope, I'm I'm sure she is qualified. So we'll see. It's a very good show. You know, production like if you're real uh, production values, costumes, sets, all of that stuff, that can make a show for me. But then you throw in good performances, and it's it's fantastic. They really handle that. Uh, what do vampires do in New Orleans? Yeah, uh, I just thought all, and the guy playing Lestat is is yeah. just so good, and that hinges everything. Like if you have some cornball, you know, some Tom Cruise type guy playing yeah. Lestat, your, your movie's sunk. Yeah, this guy's great. All right, now this is a a, a Gendy Tartakovsky project, and I oh, want, I'm so I, excited for this. I, oh. I I saw this and I immediately thought of Lee. Yeah. These guys look cool. 
they the do. show the show is called Unicorn Warriors Eternal. And it's uh, it's uh, starting on May fourth on Adult Swim two episode premiere. Yeah, uh, an evil force is looming across the dark, thick aired streets of Industrial Revolution London when a group of heroes dubbed Unicorn are accidentally reawakened in the bodies of teenagers instead of the adult hosts they've embodied in the past. This just looks so steampunk. And I saw a little clip of it last night because Adult Swim had a little special yeah. on uh, YouTube, uh, which included one of the most painful segments of Space Ghost that I laughed my way through ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they had a little clip of it. And like, I love Getty Tartakovsky, so fantastic. But it's kind of steampunky, which is even better. Yeah, so. uh, that uh, robot is Copernicus. Just so you know, uh, nice. and that's and the when I saw Copernicus? the I saw the robot. Yep. And I went, "That's that's that's Lee. That's that's gotta, it gotta is me. tell him about this." <laughs> Mo- Melinda, a powerful sorceress, Seng, a cosmic monk. Oh no, that's Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Edred, a warrior elf. Uh, with distorted memories of their magical abilities weakened and fragmented, the trio must work together to, uh, with help from their steam-powered robot Copernicus to unravel the mysteries of the past and present and uh, reveal their path to defeating a timeless threat. So uh, I'm so excited! Sign me up. I'm already on. The, I'm already on the list. Just, yeah, May fourth right. on Adult Swim two episode premiere. Go watch nice. the trailer. It's uh, it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Uh, X Files. Okay. Let's talk about the X Files for a second. Um, there's been talk about it coming back. There's been talk about it coming back. Well, in an interview with uh, Chris Carter, who created the show, uh, he said that uh, none other than Ryan Coogler, Black Panther director, is interested in bringing back the show. Uh, Here's what he said. I just spoke to a young man, Ryan Coogler, who is going to to remount X-Files with a diverse cast. Uh, so he's got his work cut out for him because we covered so much territory. And wow. I think the I think the reason that Carter's talking this way is that uh, I don't think that Carter owns X-Files anymore because it's oh, Fox, oh. which is now Disney. Oh. So, Disney's do, X-Files? Do we know if it's a reboot or a continuation? See, uh, continuation's probably the only way to go. I, I don't know. Put somebody, put somebody new in charge of the X-Files. There, I have a bone to pick with X-Files, though. You had the crossover opportunity of a lifetime, and you did not take it, because the mystery of what happened to Dale Cooper could have been oh. an X-Files episode. So, oh. What's Dale Cooper? Also, uh, Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Twin oh. And, and uh, you know, we already had Denise, Dennis Denise, on Twin Peaks. Uh, was, so we could have, yeah. Who was we, Duchovny. Yeah, David Duchovny uh, played a, 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 a trans FBI agent and yeah. uh, did an amazing job. Oh, did he really? Early 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he shows up as Dennis, but uh, <laughs> Dale Cooper is so accepting of everything. He's like, well, I can I can be myself. I can I can be Den- I can be Denise now. Yeah, so, and then he then he shows up in a wig and a dress, and, and yep. they, th- that's about all the talk about it was on the show. It was just like, okay, yep. well, Denise is here to take over the case. And, what yeah. do you mean, acceptance? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, so the question is, is this just talk or what? But uh, Carter sounds confident, but there was no follow-up in the interview. So uh, <laughs> The other crossover they could have had is with a different Chris Carter franchise, uh, point, point Break, because I could have figured out what happened to Agent Johnny Utah. Yeah, where'd he go at the end? He's just not there. <laughs> I mean, we're talking the Chris Carter cinematic universe here. Just the, the waves are crashing and there's no body, there's no nothing. Yeah, right. he surfed his way to heaven. That he must did. be it. He he ascended. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Uh, let's see. Um, Joe Casada, I've heard of that guy, former Marvel editor in chief. He left a while ago and I, I think he was doing some work on with DC for a bit, but now Amazon Studios has uh, hired him, uh, to be their comic book property guy. Oh. Uh, so according to the press release, uh, Casada's deal is to develop series and films for Prime Video with the focus on a- adapting existing and new comic book IP. Huh. Does Amazon own any comic book IP? They the want boys? to, I think. I don't think they own the oh, boys. Oh, they don't own that? Yeah, it's yeah. licensed. It's so hard because, like, Casada's first and foremost an illustrator to me. Yeah. He, he did so much amazing work and then i don't know how he was well, editor-in-chief but well he as an uh, illustrator no, 
hang on, he developed he helped develop characters like Ms. Marvel, Miles Morales. Uh, he fought for diversity in the Marvel Universe as an editor. He worked on Marvel projects, uh, including Civil War, Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Casada's illustration. He also ex- executive produced the uh, series, the Daredevil series, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he knows what he's doing. And it also, uh, Prime Video does have a Marvel link via mm. Sony Pictures which uh, has a slate of uh, live-action Spider-Man-adjacent projects uh, like Silk Spider Society and the Spider-Man War series currently in the works. Okay. Casada's uh, so. why Daredevil had the the zigzaggy rope because Casada uh, did all that work with Jimmy Palmiotti, and it's oh, just like so good. this this Kevin Smith, Casada Palmiotti series of Daredevil is one of my favorite graphic novels out there. It really um, is good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then the final news story I have for you is uh, Jeremy Renner. He's fine. He's just fine. Yeah. Uh, a few broken bones. Yeah. What a startling picture. Well, I I had uh, like half a dozen pictures of him standing next to snow equipment and figured that was in bad taste. So probably. No, whatever. That would have been incredible. Well, yeah. I, so he... I thought Rebecca would enjoy this, but somebody out there is going to send us an angry letter. And Probably. Yeah. He uh, he has a uh, an interview with Diane Sawyer coming up on April 6th on ABC, and it will be on Hulu the next day called Jeremy Renner, The Diane Sawyer Interview, A Story of Terror, Survival, and Triumph. <laughs> that title's too long. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to tell the whole story about the uh, uh, the whole accident, the snowcat accident. Uh, says that he was uh, severely injured on January 1st after clearing snowfall from his Mount Rose Highway area property with his personal piston bully snowplow cat. Bully! Uh, following, yeah, bully. Bully, bully, bully. following a severe weather event in Nevada during New Year's weekend. After exiting the equipment, the snowcat began to slide after its emergency brake was not pop- properly applied. Mm. In an effort to prevent his nephew nearby from being injured, Renner attempted to step up on the track in order to divert the piston bully or get it bully. stopped, according bully. to the uh, Washoe County Sheriff's Department. Wow. Ooh. It says here... Uh, he was run over by the snowplow, was awake for every moment of the accident, he says. Yikes. Admitted to the hospital, critical but stable condition, underwent treatment and surgery, uh, 30 broken bones, blunt chest trauma. Uh, the special is going to cover the time in the hospital and his, uh, his recovery. Here we go. Broken wow. face, broken eye socket, eight ribs broken, 14 Ooh. places, broken right knee, left tibia, clavicle, right shoulder, ankles, punctured lung. Uh, it, wow. Anyway, maybe you don't need to watch the special. I think I just summed it up. <laughs> covered it all. You know? um, sounds I, horrific. I have a question. Um, do you have any info on the Ike Perlmutter news? I do. Uh, I wasn't. I could get it for you if you give yeah, me a second. Yeah, we should talk about that. I'm just curious. I, I hear what, he was I fired. He was, uh, <laughs> yep. He, he was. All right. Uh, put out to pasture. I've got, well, I do Is have that the business. With the cows. I do have the, the business of, the business of show <laughs> that we could throw here toward the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ike Perlmutter has been booted. Um, earlier this week, uh, Disney warned it would be cutting seven thousand jobs, and uh, <laughs> he's number one. We, we laid off would, Ike. We thought it would just be you know people dressed as Chip and Dale, but Ike went. He well, he's. 80 years old. Yeah, the um, dude is old. You can retire, my man. Yeah. Uh, according to the New York Times, described him as famously frugal as well as an irascible and unrelenting executive. Uh, wow. They, they say he's frugal, yet he is famous for funneling money to politicians, too. Yeah, so that's true. You yeah. say, way to put lipstick on a pig. Good exactly. job. <laughs> uh, Marvel Entertainment, a small division centered on consumer products and run separately from Marvel Studios, was redundant and would be folded into the larger Disney business model. Mm. Uh, he uh, His departure from the company comes after his most recent controversy, this time involving an attempted and ultimately unsuccessful shakeup of Disney's board which I didn't cover here because it was kind of boring, but he was being, <laughs> a, di- he was being a dick about it. It was boarding. Um, yeah. Uh, but he's... Because oh, it was the board. Yeah, so oh. he's gone, and he's the reason that the toys aren't great for yep. kids. I mean, if you take a look at the Marvel toys, there's there's two lines. There's there's the, the ones for us adult collectors, and they're 
beautifully sculpted and have lots of articulation. But and you, you can't see them anymore because they've taken the clear part of the packaging off. That's true, which oh. I which I hate. Well, uh, it's environmentally better. That's what they but, say. But you can't look at the picture. You can't make sure that you got a good paint application. Exactly, on your... a good paint. Mm, I was yeah. just going to say you can't tell if if half yeah. a beard is there, you know, or something on the front. <laughs> well, that, that becomes Schrodinger's uh, action figure at that point. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect and but, not perfect at the then, same time. <laughs> but then, while you're you know standing there in the in the Marvel line at Target, take a look at the kids' toys. And they're just so simple, but yet yeah. expensive. You know, yeah. they're, they're like four points of articulation. They're, you know, they're just essentially, here's Black Panther standing there. You know, you uh, can't ah, put him. Carrie, you know. famously frugal executive. Exactly. He didn't spend the money on the good quality stuff. So he's gone. Also, uh, we got some more Victoria Alonso stuff. And again, until we get a statement from her, it's all, you know, they said, she said, he said. stuff. It, yeah. Um, her attorney, Patty Glazer, pushed back about the firing, saying, Victoria, a gay Latina who had the coverage to criticize Disney, was silenced. Then she was terminated when she refused to do something she believed was reprehensible. Now, some, again, this is secondhand information, right? is uh, that uh, the reference was a request to censor gay pride references in the latest Ant-Man movie for the Kuwait market. It's a whole oh. thing. Um, go to the Hollywood Reporter and look into it if if you want more details. But you know, I mean, until we get a statement from her, I just I don't know. Uh, she's she's going to go on. Probably... She's well, she's gonna she's got a book out and she's going to be promoting it here in a couple of weeks. Do you think oh. there's an NDA in there that'll make it so she can't actually talk about why she was let go? That's hard to say because also, and we'd have to get Attorney Mike on this. Is that uh, apparently? these NDAs in your contracts mm -hmm. where you can't talk about your employer, your former employer. After you, yeah. After you don't work with them. They might not apply anymore. Huh. Oh, oh who's got secrets? I want to hear secrets. Exactly. No, I, I have an NDA from a company I work for. It's a 25 year NDA. And I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm 19 years into it. Look into that. Because, what are they going to uh, do? Follow up? Tell me all your secrets. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, there, there may be something there. Also, uh, e, E3 2023 was canceled uh, womp, as womp. to quote Spinal Tap due to lack of interest. Exactly right. <laughs> Every single uh, big publisher or game console maker, they all said over the last couple of weeks, hey, we're not going. Sorry, guys. So wild going. Going. Why? Why? There's Adepticon. just not a need for it anymore because every, all of these companies have their own direct, like uh, YouTube things that I they was, do a couple times a year. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why that wouldn't work because like Adepticon was huge, but Adepticon's physical. It's it's miniatures, board games, stuff yeah, it's like different. that. So right, so yeah. yeah, it's different. Whereas you can demo a video game pretty easily. You don't exactly. need to give people the touch it, feel it, taste and, it, smell it thing. E3's been on life support for the last like four or five years. It's just been going downhill anyway. Well, and so. uh, and uh, Jimmy and I went down to LA for E3. God, it was like I want to say eight years ago, mm -hmm. and it, 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 I guess it was hyped up in my head so much that I expected more. Right. Back in the late '90s, early 2000s, E3 was the big show. That was that was where all of the big Publishers, developers, well, streaming uh, hardware manufacturers, mm -hmm. and then yeah, the, the landscape has just changed to the point that it's just not needed anymore. And you have a whole lot of other smaller uh, venues that uh, a lot yeah. of developers like to get more FaceTime mm -hmm. with uh, folks at, like mentioned in the chat here, PAX. There's PAX. They have a couple of those each year. Uh, Jeff Keeley does his own stuff, like uh, Summer of Games or something like that. So mm -hmm. E3 is basically just the dinosaur that couldn't find a place anymore. You think about how much streaming has changed everything anyway. Uh, yep. We used to have events for the new trailer for a movie, and they yeah. still try to do that. But that stuff's all going to be on YouTube instantly mm -hmm. and huge, yep. right? So, um, Also, uh, in the business of show, we talked about uh, the Mondo posters uh, last mm -hmm. uh, week. Uh, the Funko, just look this up on io9 and read the article. Funko CEO explains future Mondo strategy, and it's pretty bad. That's that's the headline. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. That's the headline. Um, basically, what it is is they, uh, you know, they fired all of their creatives that you know drove the product, 
and now they want to, uh, they say, you know, 150 pieces. Oh, we need more of those because yeah. people couldn't get them. And I'm like, but that's what made them desirable. Uh, yep. Scarcity models. I mean, the scarcity model kept me away from buying Mondo posters because I could never get the ones I wanted. But and they're gonna, I was addicted they're gonna, to it. They're exactly. going to throw an intern in a room with Midjourney, and he's going to generate those yeah. posters for you. And exactly. What is that called? Commoditizing? They're commoditizing it? Commodifying? I can't remember. These are words. They're all words. I'm going to look uh, at Commodities. Up. Make them commodities. <laughs> Commoditizing. Look it up. Uh, let's see. Uh, who? Past, uh, huh? past, yes? Past tense. Nope. Oh, that's not the definition. That's oh, not the word you're looking for? So is it commodified? It refers to the process in which a product is essentially deemed identical to the same class of offering presented by a rival company. Yeah. I, so they're making it like every other poster company. Exactly. So it, it won't be special anymore, and therefore, why would you bother? All right. Uh, let's see. What did you guys consume this week? Who wants to go first? I have a very short list. Go ahead. I also have a very short list. Ted Lasso. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good show. Um, I love. I I love the new guy. He's amazing. Zava. Uh, Zava, Zava is, is fantastic. Wild. Um, I also, I just, I just love everybody's interaction with them. I also love that they're flirting with a one hour format, which I think is just kind of fantastic. So, um, now speaking it, of that show, I read an article about that and cause they're saying that this is the last season, maybe no one's is, willing to commit. This whether is, it's this the, is last the season. end of this particular story. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Is how that, they're that, like phrasing it. Okay. They said, okay. basically the, the show will continue if. Uh, and I forgot the actor's name, the guy who plays Ted. Jason, uh, Jason Sudeikis. How dare you Sudeikis. forget Jason Sudeikis' name? Yes. Uh, Sudeikis, <laughs> it's up to him. And mm -hmm. as the article put, he doesn't do things for money. He just does it for a while. He does them for <laughs> if he's interested or if they're fun uh, or whatever it yeah. is. So I would love that ability, that life. <laughs> would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> So, um, anyway, sorry. Living the dream. Mandalorian, uh, the latest episode of the Mandalorian. Um, boy, oh boy, did they did they do a really good Star War? And yes, um, they. I, I could just say that we finally got to see the Jawa Liberation Front. I was yes. very happy to see them. Oh, um, yeah. There, there is some. <laughs> there is some I, I, space battling going on there. That's right up there with anything <laughs> in any of the movies. You got spaceships. <laughs> you got. My wife actually tried, she said, I think I figured out why I like the Star Wars battles because they tend to, instead of saying, oh, it's all in space, they tend to do like what they did in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, one of my not big Star Wars movies, but the battle sequences towards the end where you've got everything on Endor and you've got everything up around the, the Death Star, some of the best battle sequences you'll ever see, right? And they do this in this latest episode of The Mandalorian where there's there's spaceship battles, there's ground battles, and it's all just really, really good. So loved that. And then uh, Yellow Jackets. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm excited to start in on this. Yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm behind. Devastated. All, all, all I'm gonna say is that's a thumbs up <laughs> for people yeah, listening. I'm excited. Um, no, they 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 went somewhere. I didn't expect it, but boy, oh boy, we uh, yeah, we're letting them stack up so we can binge them. Yeah, it's only it's only a few episodes, and just um, Misty finally has. Well, they spoilers. They, they they've they've uh, they've teased Whoop. this character, but they have not introduced this character yet. I'm very excited for this character, mm. and uh, yeah, the the story in the in the 1990s has reached a, a critical point. So, um, just Excellent. this this show, <laughs> <laughs> boy oh boy, I it, it's not for the squeamish. That's all. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we knew that from the first season. Yeah, yeah, but boy, is it? Is right. that it? Yeah. All right, uh, Rebecca. Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, this week, let me tell you guys, this week has just been absolutely derailed because I had jury duty for three straight days, and then I had real <laughs> estate classes I had to take, and then I had to take my dog to the vet, and so way to, I. Way to do your part, citizen. Yeah. It. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> horrible i would do it again though um uh but i did i watched ted lasso i love ted lasso um i really love how trent crim is a part of the story yeah, now yeah. that really makes me happy 
Um, but then I left the house on Thursday, sat next to a woman who took off her shoes, and we watched Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And let me tell you guys, have you guys seen Game Night? Yes. yes. No. I love Game Cri- Night. Criminally underrated. Same mm-hmm. guys. John Francis Daly. Jonathan Goldenstein. I- Goldenstein. John Same guys who did Game Night did this Dungeons and Dragons movie. And holy moly, you guys, I was cackling the whole way through there's a thing in comedy you see it a lot especially in 30 rock it's like it's the efficiency of comedy where you try to get a joke into every line and they they nearly do it it's incredible um it truly felt like uh, like i i've never i've never played a DD game that's lasted more than two sessions but like i know enough Mm, um same and this but i've listened to enough podcasts and i watch enough youtube that like this felt like watching a group of friends play DD. like it it had a lot of it's very serious like fantastical elements right but then they would introduce something or say something that i'm like someone around a table said that and this right. is or this is a choice <laughs> that a dungeon master made and it's so good like See, i cannot wait to see it again that's how i feel about the cartoon the legend of vox machina from Critical Role, it feels like a group of friends playing D&D, but they're the characters in the story. But see, I I had such a hard time with Vox Machina because (sighs) I knew it was adapted from an actual YouTube podcast, whatever. Uh Um, And every time like a fun line would happen, I'd be like, oh, like this is obviously something that felt like kind of forced in. But I never felt that way with the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Cool. Also, um, a lot of extremely impressive camera work that's not just like a one-time gimmick. It is like throughout the whole movie. There's effort put into this whole movie and everybody has a, a great role to play. Um, I just go, go see it. I also, gave it a five out of five. It's truly a vision. Oh, wow. <laughs> also, yeah. Chris Pine's dreamy eyes. Chris Pine... Never forget, Chris Pine's always been funny. Chris Pine's yes. always been just a treasure, and he well, I, delivers. Well, I was talking with somebody who saw it, and he said, what's what's great about Chris Pine is that he gets the joke, mm-hmm. and he doesn't take himself that seriously. Mm-hmm. And you know, and we, we said the other Chris's seem to have that too, Hemsworth, uh, Evans. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. They get the joke, and they're allowed to put themselves into places that most you know, tough guys probably wouldn't. Yeah, and that's Chris, that's why they're American treasures. And this, Chris Pine's this, also very—I mean, this this been this way forever. You watch some of the smaller movies like Stretch or Smoke and Aces, where it's it's a bit part, and he's still definitely a team player, right? Like I heard mm-hmm. in this movie, he he steps back and lets other people be in the line. He's, def- though, he's definitely yeah. the lead of the movie, but he mm-hmm. doesn't scene steal. He lets other people have their space. Nice. Michelle Rodriguez. She delivers some of the best deadpan comedy I've ever seen, and she also has some of the best fight choreography I've ever seen them nice. give her. Oh, she's um, awesome! Yeah, Hugh Hugh Grant. Um, I feel like <laughs> What's Hugh he Grant. Doing here? He's got he's he's his turn into villainry. This is what he's doing in his old age. Is he's just being the villain and everything, and he yeah, crushes it. He, having a good time. And I feel like I'm used to Hugh Grant having like a certain cadence with the way he speaks, and he does it differently in this movie. I can't really describe it, but just his character choices and line delivery in this movie are different from what I've seen Hugh Grant do previously. And, you know, five out of five, truly a vision. I absolutely loved it and can't wait to see it again. uh, Don't take your kids. It it is actually kind of scary. There are some moments that I was like, I was not expecting this level of spooky. Okay, Okay. cool. Mm -hmm. Tony? Oh, let's see. Ted Lasso, we already talked about that. Just awesome. Um, uh, The Bachelor finished. We watched that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal a, 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 a something I saw on a tweet. The I'll have to find the. Uh, I wish I could credit it right now, but it was just a random tw- Twitter I saw. The guy on The Bachelor, uh, you could you could prop up a starched pair of khakis on camera, and that would have more 
personality oh, than the guy no. they chose to be the bachelor this last season. That's kind of just how I feel about the bachelor in general. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I've, that's over. I've not seen a second of it. Second. I watch it with my wife. We have a good time making fun of everyone on there. It's, it's, <laughs> but there wasn't as much drama this time because it's so boring. It wasn't as good of a season in my opinion. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, movie. Okay. I watched Triangle of Sadness. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. That movie rules. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was F you, rich people. I have never seen so I mean, much vomit in one movie in my entire puke life. Puke and poopy oh, all yeah. in the same oh, just, It's all there. <laughs> Now keep in mind they're talking Lee, they're talking about an Academy Award nominated film. All right? Yep. yep. Lee, it's, I think you should watch it. I think you'd get a kick out of it. You know, don't. so that's people. Well, it's so good. Think, I used to think that that you two were out of your minds and that you didn't know a damn thing about good movies because how uh, could you? You're yeah. just babies, right? You know, I'm over here then, giving Dungeons then, and Dragons five out of five. Well, no, <laughs> now I trust you because you've led me down the right path for a couple of movies that I've greatly enjoyed. But now this movie. I, oh I baby, I don't know it's, if I trust you. It, it's Why a would very you trust my judgment. It's so it's a it's a very. I, ham... I think you're really cool and smart, and like you've had. Is some it because really I'm a woman? It, you can say it. March is over. No, I, I said I, I said <laughs> I trust I trust your judgment. I have largely uh, trusted your judgment lately, and you've not led me wrong. I think okay so. then. You need it's to watch terrible. Triangle Woody of Sadness. Woody Harrelson's there. Woody Harrelson cashing his hit, cashing in yeah, his Marxist I, paycheck. Yeah, he still was... owes me a cigarette, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, Brad in the chat room says I'm waiting for the sequel, Rhombus of Apathy. Yeah. <laughs> so Triangle of Sadness well. is great because it starts out and you think it's going to be like um, a dissection of male modeling. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then it's not. Then it's not. <laughs> every thir- every act of the movie is is very different. That's why There's I an, hated it. It couldn't decide what it is. If you want to feel so uncomfortable for the first 15 minutes of the movie, uh, the first after the male modeling, you you follow this couple on a date and they argue for like 15, 20 minutes oh about who's going to pay the bill. Oh, oh it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I lapped it up. Nom, 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 nom. Oh. Nom, 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 nom. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely so, terrible. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a ham, it's ham-fisted, but still amazing allegory of, you know, the rich versus the working class and things I like went, that. I went to oh, an Oscars party and some, and one of the themed foods was like, pretzels and like gummy sharks in a little like inflatable thing and if you yes. wanted a snack from that little thing you had to earn it <laughs> oh well that sounds like an interesting party you went to oh man right. so funny anyway i loved it triangle of sadness um it is not for the squeamish the second uh-uh. act that is for sure it's i have a friend it's... who cannot watch people throwing up in movies and i was like Blech. i'm so sorry you cannot watch this Blech. movie at all it's not for it's not for people. I think that's my <laughs> but, the, but the barfing scene. Anyway, if you watch the barfing art. scene, it, it really art. is because it shows how rich people, how disconnected the ultra wealthy are. Mm-hmm. Because all around in this in this dining area, there are people just losing their guts, and the wait staff is trying to just keep everything going like it's totally normal and you see them <laughs> presenting the meal to the next person and the ship person, is doing this and the sh- i am glad i did not see it in the theater because i think i would have got sick <laughs> on, on a screen this. that big but anyway i'm done with that last All thing right. i want to mention is i read a book a book what? i took some advice from lee and i f- i read and finished uh starship troopers oh good Good book. There's a lot <laughs> less action than I thought there'd be, but it's yeah, still a very good it's book. It's political. It's very yeah. it's not, political. It's not the movie. It's no, no, <laughs> no. not even no. not even a little bit the movie. No. But I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Starship Troopers. Check it out. All right. Uh, about the only uh, thing I've been able to watch this week. It's been a kind of a hectic week. Uh, I rewatched all the episodes. Uh, well, uh, we did see Picard, and Picard was great. And Lee and I will talk about it on Monday at three uh, on on the YouTube channel. We're going to do a spoiler filled. Ramp about the whole thing. <laughs> Spoiler filled romp. <laughs> so, uh, so that's coming up. Also, Mandalorian was awesome. Jawas rule. Um, but I, <laughs> Team Jawa. Is that? Okay. 
Tony's been locked and loaded with this. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's my, that's my text tone, and he loves to mess with me. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's we're going to be doing that on Monday at three. Uh, but uh, the and I talked about this last time on our Star Trek Picard deep dive. Uh, the History Channel did a uh, series, a docu series about the history of Star Trek called "The Center Seat: Fifty Five Years of Star Trek." Cool. And it's hosted by Gates McFadden. She narrated it, and uh, it just starts at the beginning and goes up to. I mean, the, the show's about two years old, so they touch on the new shows a little bit, but not a lot. Um, the final episode was mostly focused on the ships, which, you know, was spaceship porn for me, but it's, uh, it's on Amazon. Now you don't have to subscribe to the history channel. If you have nice. your Amazon account, you can watch all the episodes and they're like 45 minutes each. And it's what I like about it is it's a warts and all thing. It's not a yay. Star Trek is great. It's, oh. it's, it talks about some of the problematic aspects of it. it cool. you know, and, and, and the actors are not afraid to say, yeah, I was screwed over or this happened, you know? So, uh, center seat, 55 years of Star Trek. It's on your Amazon. Enjoy it. I did. All right. <laughs> uh, games before we go. Yeah, we got some games. Uh, April's kicking off with, um, nope, never mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's nothing really good to announce this week for games. Okay. April's kicking off with nothing. <laughs> Way to go, April. <laughs> go play some uh, some of your backlogs. You know? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've, I haven't even said this yet. Commence birthday month. <gasps> it's birthday oh, month, you guys. Ho, ho, ho. I, even, I get so excited when it's April 1st. Oh, baby. I'm about, so, to, I'm about to be even more annoying than usual. <laughs> a couple oh. things we do need to touch on really quick. Make sure you do like and subscribe for some extended content that we've been producing for Geek Show Tabletop. Geek Show Arcade is rolling out shortly, and I know oh. Tony and I have actually threatened each other with a good oh. time with oh, uh, yeah. War. Warhammer Darktide, mm. and uh, Rebecca's got a whole bunch of great stuff coming up with the Critics Darling, so, or the Critics Darling. Do not and forget that comma. I would, I would be <laughs> so remiss in doing that, and there's so much more incredible cool stuff going on, so make sure to, like, und subscribe for our German friends, and uh, it is, it's just the beginning. All right. Thank you very much, y'all. Uh, GeekShowGotThisCovered.com is the Patreon link, and of course, uh, join us here on the YouTubes and the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. Have a good, uh, have a good weekend. There was another podcast on the Bobby. Yeah.